the middle of the Maimer, and we were speaking about how Gashmias has a certain advantage over Ruchnias, which is obviously counterintuitive. Ruchnias, its Maila is its Chesarin. The fact that every level of Ruchnias reflects its own source, and it's very connected to its own source, which is what makes it Ruchnias, is its disadvantage because there's no need for infinite power to be involved in its creation. As opposed to Gashmias, which has no link to where it comes from. It's Gashmias and everything that comes before it is Ruchnias. There's a jump, uh, infinite jump from Ruchnias to Gashmias. For that, you need infinite power. The Rebbe once explained, very short, that regular natural birth is like the entire Seder Shtalshalos. Where every level very naturally comes from the level before, the way a baby develops. Every, every step of the way is very natural. And it develops slowly and naturally. Then there's the concept of a C-section where the birth is not natural. It's like a jump from all the natural steps to the final birth. There's, there's intervention. And our world, the Rebbe once explained, is like that. And that's why Mashiach is called in the Gemara a Kesar, which comes from the word Caesar, even though seemingly Mashiach should be called a Melech, which is a Lashon Kaidash name for a king, because Mashiach needs to deal with, deal with our world and reveal in our world the holiness that's within it, which is what the Maimer is talking about. And our world is very similar to a birth through a C-section, which is why we call Mashiach himself Kesar, which again is from the word Caesar, which is also the same idea as a C-section. About this godly light or energy that is in our world from Seiv of Kalalman, this infinite light of Hashem, is, as the Altarebbe calls it, only a reflection. It's only a ha'ara. And about that we say, Hashem Malach Geos Lavish, which is what we started the Mimer with. Yavu Levush Malchus. And we brought this Pasuk. Now let's understand that. We say in the evening, Yachid Melech. So we're going to go through all these words. Hashem is one and only. He is the only. Like he was the only one before creation. You are, you are alone. There are two words that describe oneness or unity. And they are echad and yachid. What's the difference between the two? I'll finish the sentence and I'm going to explain. Echad is, as we know, in Shulchan Aruch, it's brought, that Echad is saying that Hashem is one within the Dalad Ruches the four directions, and the Ches represents the seven Rekiyim and Eretz. So Echad is where Hashem's oneness is felt within all of the differences that exist in our world. 
There's many in our world, Zayin Rekiyim and Eretz and Dalid Ruches. There's so many different things. And still we say, Aleph, Hashem is the one and only in all of those differences. In other words, all of these different parts of the world are really bottled to Hashem. But there's all these differences. Yachid says that he's the only. There isn't Eretz, there isn't Dalad Ruches, there isn't any of that. It's just, he is the only one. So it doesn't, it doesn't take into consideration anything else. And therefore, after creation, it still says, because to, to compare to Hashem himself, really, there is nothing. In order to give life to worlds, to give vitality and existence to anything that exists, that's only through the level that we call Melech, which is not Hashem himself. It's a descent for Hashem to be a king. As we've spoken about in many, many Maimarim, that for Hashem to become king is very different than for a human to become king. When a human becomes king, he's elevated to the level of king. But when Hashem becomes king, that's actually a descent for Hashem. Hashem has to lower himself in order to be king, in order to connect with things that are seemingly outside of him.